Hey guys, welcome back to Handling It. I'm your host, Catherine, and as you know, I thought I had my life all figured out, and then I realized I actually didn't. But I'm handling it, and one of the best ways I've learned how to do that is to talk with others about how they're handling their own lives. Well, I am beyond excited to introduce you to today's guest. Some of you may know her from her work as a professional dancer on ABC's Dancing with the Stars, where she won two seasons, or you may know her from her work in the film Faith, Hope, and Love. Peta Murgatroyd is a world-renowned dancer, choreographer, actress, producer, mother, and businesswoman. She's also the co-owner and creator of Peta Jane Beauty, a skincare line that features products for face, body, and beauty, and they have some incredible self-tanning products, which we'll be chatting about today. In addition to Peta's incredible career, she's also a mother and wife. And although she was born in New Zealand and raised in Australia, Peta now lives in Los Angeles with her husband, Max, and Sunshine. I loved this conversation so much, and I just can't wait for you to hear it. So you know what to do. Turn up the volume, get comfortable, and I hope you enjoy. So, Peta, you're a world-renowned dancer, you're an actress, a businesswoman, a creative producer, choreographer, full-time mother, the list goes on. <laughs> you're Thank so you nice. Thank so for coming on, yeah. Thank you so much. That's a really nice introduction. That makes it seem like I do a lot. <laughs> you know, some days it definitely feels like a lot and other days are a little bit more chill, but mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot going on. <laughs> Yeah. And it's, you know, it's busy and I can only imagine, you know, you had mentioned before your son. So how has the pandemic been for you as just a working woman, as a mom, like juggling all of those things? It's been um, very interesting, especially, you know, when it hit, when the whole thing happened, when COVID was released and it hit the world, um, it it was a shock to everyone's system, I think. And, um, you know, especially I, I felt bad for the children. I felt bad for the kids that couldn't go to school. Um, you know, the kids that can't see each other in the parks now don't have any communication with, you know, the same age group. Um, you know, that for me was the worst thing about um, the pandemic for shy and our family, you know, the communication level and skills definitely went down and, um, it was just an interesting time, but I feel like we made the most of it. Um, especially in for, for Max and I, we uh, created our own workouts from home and we did those on IG Live every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And it kind of turned into a thing. We first just tried it out and we're like, hey, we need to get out of bed and do something because we're getting depressed. We're not feeling good about ourselves. We're both putting on weight, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the, what do they call it? The quarantine 18 or something like I know I felt like I was back 15 like quarantine 15 your freshman and it was yeah yeah so we felt much better about ourselves to get up and to obviously help other people as well and it kind of turned into a thing where you know people were starting to follow us we're getting a lot of viewers that were you know checking in saying we love your workouts oh my gosh it's the best thing to start our day and you know so we kind of took that and ran with it and we did that for I think it was for six months or so that we continued doing that and it helped us and everybody else. And it was just 
a great way to start your day, great way to be positive, to get up, have something to do because, you know, a lot of our work, well, all of our work was cancelled because we're entertainers, we're meant to be performing for thousands of people on stage in our tour that got cancelled. So, um, yeah, it was a great way for us to connect to our fans. Um, with Shy, it was a little different. We had to create a homeschool for him. Um, and, you know, I'm not a school teacher. I by no means claim to be the best at any of that type of thing. But um, I sat with my nanny uh, and we really tried to work out what would be the best day plan for him to keep him on a schedule. You know, kids that age, they actually don't like having nothing scheduled for their day it's actually I find that children work better when there is things to do and they're scheduled and you go to bed at this time and you know it's mm -hmm. it's structure which shy thrives with structure so I kept it pretty rigid with you know you start at homeschool at 9 a.m we go and have a snack at 10 we come back we do some art you know it wasn't you know crazy arithmetic or anything like that obviously he was three at the time um but we definitely had some maths in there and we had some science projects that we were doing like making volcanoes and you know I would google things to do because I don't know I don't know what science experiments you do with a four-year-old but mm -hmm. you know anything that looked cool on google we tried it at home and you know some days it worked some days it didn't but generally it was really good <laughs> well I think that's the thing and you know, I can't even imagine having to work from home and then having kids in the house. It's got to be chaotic. I'm, I, I've had a lot of people come on and say that they found so many silver linings within it too. And that's just such a beautiful thing as well. But it's, yeah. it's really hard, um, especially when you, you know, you have essential workers and you do have to leave the house. And it's like, well, what, what do you do when your kid can't go to school? Um, and it was a lot of transitioning. And even you brought up just doing the virtual workouts. And I think for me, like stuff like that is fantastic. So many people were doing virtual workouts and just mm -hmm. classes that you can do. I had a friend start her own like virtual workout classes online that you could do through Zoom. And it's nice. amazing because I mean, working out, sure, it's, it's the point of like staying fit, of course, but it's also just like, for me, it's such a stress relief. And being able to do that and not, you know, not being able to do that with the pandemic, it's been great. Absolutely. been so many individuals, you know, like yourself and your husband that have been able to do that for others. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I would say it was more of a mental thing for both of us because we're so used to getting up and going every day and having something to do, like either if it's work or go to the gym or something. And when you, when you're just, your life changes so much and you're like, well, heck what are we doing like what is our day right now we're just gonna mope around the house and watch you know the tv and get all the the negative updates from that like what are we doing and for us it was more like ah, oh, okay you go find the music I'm gonna sort out the workouts and find all the moves come together and let's do it you know so it was it was really something mentally for us more than physically right and so yeah. I'm curious too because with your profession with dancing I mean there's a whole component of that, of staying fit, staying active. Like that's literally your career. So I'm right. curious, how did all that impact the work that you do? It impacted us greatly. Um, you know, we perform for a living. That's how we make our money, put food on the table. So when our tour got canceled, so we had just in February, we had done our New York PR tour. So we had promoted it. 
tickets were now on sale and it was very exciting for us. Jenna had come on board now. So it was the four of us going out with Val, Max's brother. And it was a very exciting time, February. And then when we got news of this, it was like our world came crashing down type of thing because mm -hmm. it's, you know, a huge moneymaker for us. We, we love doing it. We love going to see the fans and touring around all the different cities and doing our meet and greets and stuff like that. The meet and greets is like one of the best parts about it because you really get to, to get to know the people that have been your fans for so long. And it's really nice. And when that all came down, I mean, we knew it, we knew it. We were just waiting for, you know, our production company to say, guys, it's off, you know, we knew it was going to be off as soon as COVID hit, but um, it was, it was a tricky situation. It was, it was very hard. And that's why we, Max and Val, they created their own fitness and dancing app called Dance and Co. And that um, was a way for people to learn virtually how to dance and to get access to shows and fitness and yoga and stuff like that. Um, but that was really, um, the silver lining out of it because we created our own app and I don't think the boys would have ever done that if the pandemic hadn't hit so you know so many things now are going virtual um you know everything is online so right. it, it was kind of a catalyst for us to really get into that niche market and to make it happen finally <laughs> definitely yeah I think it's it's always so great I love hearing that when people you know, come on and they talk about projects they started up during the pandemic that they really probably wouldn't have been able to do, you know, in a normal, if we were in a normal pre-pandemic world. And right. it's, it's, I love hearing that because it shows that at least some good things did come out of it. And I think, you know, it did give us this time to like unwind, relax, focus mm -hmm. on things that, you know, we wouldn't have had the time to do before. And that's, you know, that's what I really love hearing. Yeah. Even the, the family quality time at home, I mean, I feel like you can't have too much of that, but at this stage in life, I think it was, it was really great. Usually Max is out of the house a little bit more than me, um, so he could have more one-on-one -on -one time with Shy, and I feel like they really bonded in the last year, um, more so than maybe what they would have done if the pandemic hadn't come around, so... Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'm curious. So I'm sure a ton of people know you from your time on Dancing with the Stars, but you've <laughs> been in the game before that, you know, you've been dancing, it is your career. So yeah. if you wouldn't mind introducing, how did your whole career with performing and dancing begin? So I started at a very young age. I was originally hoping and wanting to be a prima ballerina and eventually go and uh, be in a company in like Zurich, Germany or London or, you know, in Sydney, Australia, where the Australian ballet is. Um, but so I started that at four and that was my training up until I was, gosh, 16 and a half or 17. Um, I had an ankle injury when I was 15 and that completely put me out of, uh, out of work and out of uh, performance and ballet for, I think it was nine, nine months. Mm -hmm. um, I couldn't get back up onto point shoes. I was getting depressed as a 15 year old. I couldn't do what I love to do. And um, eventually when I did go back to ballet, I kind of fell out of love of it, with it. Um, I don't know if it was the time away or me really thinking about what I really wanted to do. I remember at that point, um, 
my family had had, it was a very strict Russian ballet school. So it wasn't something that was a hobby that I did three days a week. You know, it was, I went to a school that had this ballet school attached to it and I would incorporate my science and maths and English studies around my three classes of ballet a day. Mm -hmm. So it was a full on, like very hard school to get into. Obviously I had to audition and everything. Um, When it came to the point where, you know, you're coming up on 16, nearly 17, and you have to go away to Europe and start auditioning for these big companies. Um, They told my parents that, you know, she does have a very long body. She does have shorter legs. She, her neck is beautiful and long, but you know, her legs could be longer. All of these things about my body, they didn't say it in a mean way, but it was, it was something that really kind of took me back as a 15 year old. And I was like, Oh, okay. They said that she will have to go straight to being a soloist and not be in the quarter ballet. Sorry. I'm getting really deep with this, but no, this I is, love this. Yeah. This is how it was. They're like, she will have to go straight to being a soloist because her body shape will never fit the quarter ballet. She'll never be able to start from the bottom and work her way up. She's going to have to be straight, go straight to the top. And they said she is talented enough to be a soloist straight away, but it's very rare that that happens. So I was kind of not really feeling it anyway. When I heard that feedback, I was just like, oh, you know, they would always tell me about my fingers were a little bit too much and stuff like that. Like you have to be look exactly the same as the next girl next to you. Um, So I didn't really feel too good about that. And I looked at myself and I'm like, well, this is my body. I can't do anything about it. Um, you know, my legs aren't going to grow any longer. I actually had my height checked, literally. They measured my ankle bones to see if I had any more growth left in me, you know, just to see what that would be. And I had no more growth left to do. I was five, seven, and that was it. Um, but so I decided, I was like, mom, I don't think I want to do this anymore. I think I'm done. I'm not feeling good going into class, um, especially hearing that news is going to be very hard for me. I'm going to have to be like A++, the best ballerina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so we made the decision to quit. And I think, you know, my parents were totally on board with me doing that. You know, they'd spent a lot of money, obviously. You know, it's not um, it's not cheap being into a private ballet school and everything, but um, they completely understood where I was coming from. And I said, I want to go into ballroom dancing. I was used to watch it on the TV and be so inspired by the girls and how they move their bodies and dancing with a partner. And I just kind of fell in love with that aesthetic because everybody had a different shape. Everybody had a completely different body shape. Um, So I could be me. I could be whoever I wanted to be. If I wanted to put on five pounds, I could put on five pounds. It didn't matter how long my legs were. Um, And so I started at a local... um, rec center like you know, I don't know what you call it in America town sure, hall like a, or something you know, like that a rec center like a YM yeah yeah exactly I started there like twice a week and the guy said you know she's really good you should get her a partner you should start thinking about doing these things to my parents and I'm like okay and then I have the craziest story it I literally, like in the next three or four months, I got the Australian champion as my partner. (laughs) It was. What are the odds of that? I mean, I didn't even know who I was walking into. Like you have to go and like try out with a, with a guy, with him. And I walked in and I, I didn't, I didn't know who he was or anything. And he looked like a nice, handsome young man. And 
afterwards they told me that yeah he is the reigning Australian champion right now and he just split up with his partner and he's looking for somebody else and I was like well why is he looking at me I've literally been here for three months I don't really know what I'm doing I was very awkward about it I had a lot of stress and anxiety (laughs) because I was like listen I am not that good yet but he literally wanted to take me on as a project and help me develop into a really good ballroom dancer and um we trained eight hours a day. It was insane. I had bleeding toes with the new shoes that I wasn't used to. I wasn't used to being in a heel. Like it was so intense. He made me walk with books on my head to try and be flat with my rumble walks. It was, it was like the craziest time and like the best time too. But um, I really have him to thank for a lot of it because he's the one that took a chance on me, you know, and thought I see potential. She's done ballet. She has nice elongated lines. She'll be great. Let's give her a go. And from there, I got another partner and um, we got third in the world in two years. So <laughs> it's it just kind of folded. Sort of spiraled after you know, that. Yeah. Spiraled after that, got asked to be on Burn the Floor, that touring dance show. I stayed there for six years. I saw the world at 18 and 19. Um, it was an incredible time in my life. And I ended up on Broadway Mm-hmm. being the lead dancer on Broadway, there was so many highs from walking into that first rec center that it, it gave me my platform on Dancing with Stars. I mean, if I hadn't have started that day and said to my parents, like, I don't want to do ballet anymore, like, put me in heels, let's go to salsa class, I would never be here in the States. I would never be here. <laughs> well, that's so. so amazing to hear that you started with ballet. And I'm Honestly, so glad that you stood your ground with that because I, we just had Katie Storino on and we were talking about, you know, something similar. You brought up your height and I'm actually, I'm six foot. So I'm a tall gal myself. I'm very, wow. yeah. yeah. And you know, Katie Storino, we were talking about it because she's tall. I'm tall. And we said how it's, it's so inspiring that now, you know, and not just with dance, so many industries, but specifically with entertainment and with dance and all of, mm. all of that, that you know, we are becoming more inclusive of other body types. Yeah. Or it's yeah. tall dancers, it's short dancers, it's, you know, people with curves. Um, mm-hmm. Diversity within dancing uh, is so important. And I'm glad that you found, I guess, back then, because I'm sure it was a different, different time than how it is now, but I'm glad you found oh, yeah. something that you felt completely at home and doing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I, I know I didn't think about it at the time. I was just going where my heart was and where my soul was kind of telling me to go into. I didn't think about really the body shapes. But when I look back, you know, I did it. I did it for that one of those specific reasons. You know, it was that I could be myself. I can have these fabulous fingers and not be told off and said, Mm -hmm. you need to calm down, you know, and be like her. So I don't know. I didn't have those realizations till later in life, actually, when I sort of sat back and looked at what I've done. And when you have those moments of, you know, going through what you've done in your life, but yeah, it's cool. Yeah. And so I'm curious because as someone who, you know, I watched Dancing with the Stars, I feel like that was the show when I was like growing up and, and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, high school and all that and American Idol. Um, so I know the types of dances. I really know the types of ballroom dances. (laughs) And we actually had some star alums. We had Kate Flannery and we had Heather Morris on and we, yeah, we, we talked about all this as well, but I'm curious. So what's your favorite 
type, your favorite style of dance? Uh, probably the, the tango and I love Paso Doble. They're, I would say maybe the more aggressive a little bit and more passionate dances. Um, Rumba's beautiful too, but yeah, I think they would be the favorites. Anything that kind of creates a little bit more friction with your partner, I think I like those ones better. Yeah. I know. I, well, I was trying, I was even trying to quiz myself and think like, what are my favorite styles? And yeah, you said tango. I really like tango. Um, yeah. I really love watching ballroom dancing because I think at least, you know, in an area I grew up in Northeastern Pennsylvania, I always say, if you're familiar with the office, I'm not too far from screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. And um, yeah. So, you know, I grew up not too far from New York. So I grew up going to a lot of Broadway shows, but even that ballroom dancing wasn't something that I was very familiar with until, you know, I saw shows like Dancing with the Stars and saw it sort of represented more on television. So Mm -hmm. I think it's such a, you know, there's so many beautiful styles of dance and I think ballroom dancing, it's really great, at least from an audience perspective, it's really great for storytelling. Um, Absolutely would you agree? Um, What really drew you to it? You know, we talked about how you transitioned into ballroom dancing, but was there something that really drew you to it? Absolutely. I think it was the, um, the part where you, you are acting and, you know, I got a lot of it from ballet, but of course it's, uh, it's all miming and it's obviously a very different style, but um, I, I love the fact that I could portray different characters through the different dances. And one moment I can be soft, the next minute I can be doing the cheeky cha-cha, next minute I can be doing the sultry tango, like all of these different parts of me could come out and be like unleashed, so to speak, that I felt like I was really kind of hiding behind when I was still in ballet. And I I couldn't let them go. I couldn't be those personalities because I had to be the same. So, I love the fact that you can get up close to your partner and, you know, you can just be friends. doesn't have to be anything more than friends and you can really dance with a guy and just like connect on such an amazing level. And I didn't really have that before in ballet. Um, but I always feel like I'm acting during, and I think that's why I also love to act like really act in like, the movie that I did and I really wanted to pursue that first when I came to LA um and yeah I just think that is like one of the coolest things about boring dancing yeah I mean I'd agree I think like I said, as someone who really grew up going to a lot of Broadway shows, and even though that's not really ballroom dancing, but very, you know, just the, the performance aspect of it, I always love just to go see the Rock Cats. Like, I, I loved it. Yeah, um, yeah. And it, it's just so great to watch because it's something that's very foreign to me. You know, I didn't grow up dancing, so I, I, I do appreciate it in that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, you do a lot more than dancing too. Like I said before, you know, you are an actress <laughs> and I want to talk about, so you started your own skincare beauty line, uh, Pita James. Yes. So I'm, yeah, I'm curious, how did that all begin? So I, as you know, I, I, I'm assuming, you know, on Dancing with the Stars, we get spray tanned all the time, you know, since I was there from 2011, um, gosh, I can't name the number of spray tans that I've had during the last you know 10 to 12 years um but it has been 
I met this lady called Julie Nostrand and she was uh, the, the chief spray tanner. She would come in and tan us all on a Sunday uh, afternoon before the Monday show. And I, I really loved her products. I thought that they were great for my skin. I hadn't found a tanner before that, that kind of stuck, wasn't orange, you know, didn't have that foul smell about it. And we just became friendly and we started to talk and, over that year, she um, was like, I would love to go into partnership with you. Um, I think we could, you know, create your own brand, call it whatever you want. I want you to have, you know, full reign of all the aesthetic and everything. And so we got, we got onto that and we came out with our, a couple of products. And this was, this was a couple of years ago that this happened. And uh, since then, we have revamped everything, redone the branding, aesthetic, everything. and. Um, just come out with a completely new deck and new brand. And I'm, I'm so, I'm so proud of this. Like, this is the one thing that I'm just like, it really works. And I was thinking about it driving today before speaking with you on here. And it's just something that I wholeheartedly believe in. It works. It does exactly what it says on the bottle. And when I list things, like I didn't want to slap my name on a white label bottle and say, this is Peter Jane, like buy this lip gloss type of thing. Mm -hmm. Like I really wanted, I want longevity in Peter Jane beauty. I want it to be around for you know, my grandkids. If they want to work at the Peter Jane beauty company, I don't know if they yeah. want to do that eventually. Like I want it to have longevity and be something that people know it's renowned for good quality. It works and people love it. So, um, when I speak about it, I love the fact that, you know, people have sent me so many DMs and, you know, I personally reply to as many as I can. Like I want, can't say all of them, but I've replied to 90% of people mm -hmm. and their questions and um, people have been amazing. Like the response is exactly what I wanted. It's just, it works. Like, I can't believe Peter, you created something that actually works. Like the tan isn't orange. It doesn't smell. It smells great. Like it stays on for a week. All of these things, I'm not boasting. I'm just saying that it's nice to hear those comments of what we really worked hard to put into um, these, these products. So yeah, I have them here actually. Um, I don't know if you've seen them, but yes. um so I was just going to say, like, as someone who's currently in Pennsylvania right now, amazing. Yeah. As somebody currently in Pennsylvania right now, <laughs> we're like, you know, ending spring and summer hasn't quite hit yet. And like, my skin is that of like a saltine cracker right now. So I was like, I ended up myself and it was so great to hear you say that about wanting to make an impact with the line and wanting it to be, you know, very well thought out because, you yeah. know, from my point of view, a lot of lines, like it, it feels like everybody and their mother, there's so many different skincare lines out there right now and beauty so brands many. and all of that. And a lot of times you do see people just slap a name and a label on something and yeah. you know, the products aren't up to, up <sighs> to par. So yeah. I love that you're acknowledging that you want to focus on the brand that you want to, you know, make sure that everything's perfect because if yeah. you want that longevity, like you said, like, that's what you really got to do. It truly is. And, you know, you, as you know, I don't want to call myself a celebrity, but somebody that's on TV and can promote things, you know, you get offered to put your name on things, you know, quite a lot. And 
you know, we've turned a lot of stuff down because it's just like you, you get the product and it's just like, oh, I don't want to make a quick buck off that. You know, I really want to make this into a full line of products that I'm going to look back on one day and think, yes, I did it. I did it from scratch. These are amazing. And I'm so proud to have my name on a bottle like this, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, eventually I would love to open up some stores, you know, here in LA, you know, why not one in Malibu where I am right now, you know, yeah. stuff just, those are the long-term goals, but for now we're online, um, peterjanebeauty.com. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's been a wild ride because I actually launched this during the pandemic, which is right. It, it's crazy. Like I was just like, well, it's now or never. Let's just do it. Like, you know, it, it, the, the product works. So whoever's going to buy it should definitely be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was, it took a chance on it, but people are loving it. So yeah, really and you good. know you, you have them out before. So you have the tanner, and then you have sort of like a body brush, right? Yeah, this is a tanning mousse. Um, so I'll just I'll show you. And this is our mitt that we created. It's um got plastic reinforcement. So when okay. you put your hand in, you're not going to get tan on your hands because that's something that I did very often, and I would get dark spots and it just doesn't look nice <laughs> so and it's like a, it's like a velvety mitt so it's really really soft and the way that you spread it around it's just this is a game changer like I didn't really believe in mitts before I tried mine and I was like okay this is so much easier to put it on without um without gloves you know just to use this mm-hmm. um but it's it's so easy to spread and probably the number one thing I wanted to be different from other turns is the drying time sure I don't have time to for years I would walk around naked in the house to try mm. and dry my tan off and it would still be sticky after two hours and I would put my clothes on and not have couldn't wear white and all this stuff I just wanted something that would dry instantly or pretty much instantly as soon as you rub it in it's like slowly drying and then literally within five minutes you are good to go to put your clothes on and for, you know, mums on the go and for people that have to get out of the house quick and have to put their clothes on to cook, like my son breakfast, I'm not going to, you know, stand there and cook naked and wait for it to dry. So um, that was something that we worked really hard on and we've, we've got it right and it dries pretty much instantly. <laughs> well, that's amazing. And I think, yeah, you brought up the whole brush. That's a game changer because I think, you know, with anything that's sort of at home, right, whether it be, you know, tanning at home, dyeing your hair at home, it's, I think a lot of people get nervous about it because they think, oh, it's a mess. Yeah. But I think to create Absolutely. a product in addition to the product that you'd be using at home to help with that is great. <laughs> yeah. Well, people want convenience. People want the fastest, most effective method that will get them from zero to a hundred, the quickest way possible. And that's what I really tried to do. And I I feel like we nailed it. We're coming out with a couple more by the end of the year too. Um, We're going to come out with a tan extender, which is awesome because it's like a moisturizer. It's going to be white. Well, this goes on brown, which is great because you can mm-hmm. see where you've been. <laughs> I've tried clear ones before and it's the worst. I don't know how people use clear or white tanning solution. Right. Like I just don't know really what I've done. Um, but the the tan extender is going to be um, white and it's going to be like a moisturizer. Then it's going to have a tiny bit of tan in it to extend the life of your um, tan that you have on your skin, the stain on your skin. And it really worked. Like I did my arms the other day and I put 
the extender on one arm and just let the tan naturally come off on one arm, the other arm. And it worked. It was just like, it was very, very good. It kept it on for like another three, four days. So uh, yeah, we're coming out with new stuff and it's exciting. Like I, I can't wait to have like a full line of like 10 products, but yeah, it's, it's going to be a second, but we're slowly going to do it. Mm-hmm. For sure. And yeah, I can't, you know, I can't wait to see what comes out, but yeah, I mean, like, I'm not just saying this cause you're right in front of me, but I was looking at the reviews and there are like, they're all so positive. They really are yeah. like every, you know, every review I was looking at people said like, you know, just with the dry time, you mentioned that. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I just think once again, like, I just think that's so great to really devote yourself to this line and, you know, really care about what you're putting out there. Um, Absolutely. You know, because like I said, it's, it's so easy these days, especially with things like social media and, you know, how quickly we can market and uh, sell stuff now with everything being online. It's so easy to just like slap a label on there. Um, yep. you know, just you know, <laughs> say a couple positive things and get people to buy exactly. it. Exactly. Um, but exactly. to really, yeah, to really invest your time is great and wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. And I'm excited to see what comes out because, you know, like I said, I, I think that's the one great thing about the pandemic. I've talked about it on here so many times is self-care. Like everybody's mm. been saying it like pretty much the whole past year, everybody's been saying like, take the time for yourself. Um, yeah. Because, you know, we are sort of, we're, you know, approaching, I don't know if I'll say the end of the pandemic, but, you know, we're going back out into the real world. Things are opening up. It's going to get busy again. And I think it's right. so important to take the time for ourselves and whether mm-hmm. that's like, you know, putting on a little tan at the end of the day, I mean, it's, it's just, it's that like good me time, which is so important, especially as like a mom, when you're working. For all sure. Of that. Yeah. It's so important. And, you know, I make sure I get that time, you know, that if I want to have a little bit darker skin, if I'm going on a vacation soon, like maybe in July, I think we're going to go to Mexico, but um, I'm going to take that time to do that for myself. And, you know, it makes me feel good. You know, if I feel good, I'm going to be a better mother, a better wife, you know? So I think taking time for yourself, although it is hard, hard when you have kids, like I totally get it. Like there's days where I have to cancel meetings just because he won't get off my leg. You know, there's, there's <laughs> things that happen and, you know, outside things that can pull you away. But I feel like even the husband and wife time, you know, that is something that Max and I really work on because with, you know, now we're working in sort of different things. Uh, we're not both on the show at the moment, you know, we're going to see each other at work and you know spend time there and spend time at home. So when we go off and get up in the morning and go about our day, we really have to try and like schedule time and say, no, we're going to go to dinner tonight. Like Shai's going to stay home. He's not going to come with us and we're going to get a sitter or, you know, have a nanny come over and help. And we're going to have us time. And, you know, it's, you got to make that consistent and make a consistent effort with it. Um, and it, it really helps, you know, yeah. really, really helps. Yeah. I think, like I said, I, I can't say it enough. It's been so great to, as someone who I forget if it's like that type A or type B personality, but is me, like I've just been the type of person always that creates projects for myself to do. I, you know, have a routine. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I pile in so much work 
but there's very little time at the end of the day to do something that I really enjoy. And yeah, just that's one of the really great things about the pandemic is like, let's reevaluate how we spend our time with one another. I said, like, I am so, it's been so great now. You know, I've been, since things have opened up and, you know, I've been fully vaccinated. It's been really great going out and meeting up with friends and getting to do dinners and all, because my biggest thing that I've noticed is how much we talk to one another, like face to face. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times I'll go out to dinner with people and it's just like, everybody's on their phone. Um, And it's been so great to just have that like face-to-face contact and really like really catch up. It's, it's so different than I feel like before the pandemic, it's like, oh, how are you doing? And it's like, yeah, fine. But now it's like, like, what have you been doing this whole year? Like, how have you been doing? And it's just so great to like, you know, really take that time for any sort of relationship it may be. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Missing those friendships and the communication was, was a huge part, you know, and it kind of made you kind of realize like your closest friends too. You're like, you know, who is still reaching out? Who is still asking how I am and who is returning texts, you know, in those times. And, you know, there's definitely people that weren't and, you know, that you realized you hadn't spoken to for the entire year of 2020. And it's like, oh yeah, we, it wasn't really like that at all. Yeah. We haven't spoken. Like it's, it's, it's not maybe really not a great friend. Do you know what I mean? There's, right. there's things that you can sort of weed out in your life from this experience too. And I don't mean to be negative or anything. No. like I didn't have any falling out with friends or anything, but it was just like, you know, you realize I didn't text that person for the entire 2020. Like mm-hmm. it's not like in my close circle of friends. You know what I mean? And the people that did reach out and did make that effort, um, it certainly was eye-opening, put it that way. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I, I think there's nothing wrong with saying that. Like I myself, you know, I've had friends that the people that I know exactly what you're saying, the people that texted you when they had absolutely no reason to text you yeah. and said like, hey, want to hop on a call? Let's get on a Zoom. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, just checking in, like, how are you? Right. Like, because it's, you know, it, like I, I said, it was a shitty year for a lot of people. Um, and I think, you know, I, I said that with, you know, so many people, so many different guests that came on, I said, it's so important to just check in. And I yeah. think the people that yeah. did that, you know, throughout the pandemic, like th- those are people that let's put it that way, people you want to, you know, have stick around. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. No, it was, it was eye-opening and a great experience. <laughs> Great experience. <laughs> well, I'm excited to see with your beauty products what you're going to be launching. Um, are there any new projects you have, you know, coming up as we sort of, you know, enter into the real world again? Um, well, I've been working a lot on Dance & Co, uh, the app that Max Bell and their friend created. Um, but I want to branch out into my own. I've been asked to do fitness, like, for years, let me tell you, like, let's do this fitness series. Let's do a fitness video. Let's, you know, join together and do this. And I kind of, I feel like now is the time and it's kind of feels right. We have um, something that will be coming uh, hopefully in about six months time or something uh, to do with the fitness world. And um, yeah, we're just sort of exploring our options with that right now. Cause I've always wanted to do it. I love doing cardio classes and, dance cardio classes and stuff like that and I I get so many requests that's like one of the biggest things 
pretty much other than seeing family photos of Shy and Max of myself, it's, hey, can you do a fitness line? Can you do a fitness series? Like, do dance cardio for us, Peter. Like, we'll buy it, you know, all this stuff. And it's really cool. And I would love to give people that. So we're you know, in the process of working that out right now. Great. Exciting. Well, I'll stay tuned because like I said, I know, you know, the whole pandemic it with fitness and, you know, gyms and studios, all of it, everybody was thrown off course having to do things virtually. But I think there's been a lot of great, you know, a lot of positives that came out of that because it's like now, like, look how much we can do virtually and look what that means in terms of brands and, and, you know, creating classes and putting workshops online. Like there's so much to do now within that. Absolutely. Yeah. No, there's so much and everything, as you said, is online and going online because of this. And, you know, retailers are realizing they don't need, you know, brick and mortar. They, mm-hmm. they can just sell online and, you know, make, make bigger percentages. And it's just like so many people are going online. It's crazy. Oh but yeah. It's, hey, it's I know. the way the world is going to be. Yeah. Especially like with the whole pandemic and so many stores closing, like it, it's going to be interesting to see just shopping, all of it, like across so many different, you know, companies and brands, like what everybody decides to do. Um, yeah, I mean, it's also like it, you know, brings in more room for other brands and being able to sell and market things to people really all over globally even. Um, but yes, with that said, where can people keep up with you Mm -hmm. and find your beauty products? So you can keep up with me on, um, Instagram, it's just at Peter Murgatroyd, and that's the same with Facebook. Um, but my brand is peterjanebeauty.com. You can go there and type that in to the sim search there. Um, I also have a link in my bio in my Instagram. Uh, so, yeah. Amazing. Well, Peter, this Thank was you. great. And, you know, I always love to ask before we go, with this being handling it, has there been a piece of advice or perhaps a lesson you've learned throughout, you know, it could be your career, doing your whole new beauty line, your experience as a mom even. Has there been any sort of lesson that's really helped you handle your life? Um, <laughs> I think, God, I know, I've got like it, 10 million things in my head. Stumps, like, oh my God. It stumps a lot of people. <laughs> um, well, there's a couple of phrases, like sayings, so to speak, that my mother and father would say to me you know growing up and you know going through my teenage years and then starting to travel and moving to a different country just number one you are the company you keep and that really resonated with me um you know birds of a feather flock together that was the other one Mm -hmm. saying you know you are the company you keep meaning the friends around you are what people are going to distinguish you by so you better have decent friends. You better have people with decent morals <clears throat> and great intentions and have, you know, your back and um, just decent people around you because you want to be known as a decent person too. And I loved that. And, it, yeah. you know, there are moments where I definitely didn't think of that and, you know, you know, being with the wrong person at the wrong time and stuff like that. And you can see the, 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 the negative aspects of that and um oh, another one like a leopard never changes its spots my mom used to say to me <laughs> and it it's really true it really is and um it's just yeah just about people here you know especially in the entertainment industry 
so many promises, broken promises, you know, we'll give you the world. I've heard that, heard promises like that from the moment I landed in 2010. And, you know, there's so many, so many people here that are just full of crap. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, there no. are. And you got to weed those people out to get to the real gems here in Los Angeles because there's so many of those people that just talk too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I've, it's funny. I've had a lot of people you know, within the entertainment industry say like, there's such a pressure to stay true to yourself and be around a group of people, like you said, you know, be around a group Mm -hmm. of people that really makes you feel better where you feel like you're, you know, as we talked about before, even like have that tribe, that group of friends, that's really going to bring you, lift your spirits up at the end of the day. Like all Mm -hmm. of that is so important, especially like coming out of the year we just came out of. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what a, the other thing that I realized too is, you know, I feel like I've always had more guy friends than girlfriends. I've been that girl and I don't know why, maybe it's because I just grew up with one brother and, you know, I was kind of like tomboy doing ballet type of thing growing up. But um, I realized the importance of having girlfriends and having great girlfriends behind you and a great circle of girls to be able to turn to when you need them, when you need to talk about stuff. You know, it's, it's all very well having a husband and a family, but it's nice to just call your friends, hang out, have a girl's night. And that's what we've actually started to do. We're having like girl's nights, like once a month and go to dinner together and we get all of us and just talk about whatever we want to talk about, you know, because mm-hmm. I always felt like I was surrounded by dudes and I was the only girl in the group. And, you know, I, I definitely had friends, but I moved away from home. So I left a lot of my girlfriends um throughout my high school um back in Perth in Western Australia so it was um it has been nice to create this really strong bond of girls around me yeah yeah other than just having Max to like you know (laughs) bite his ear off you know what I mean (laughs) I'm the same way yeah I'm the same way like my my mom was an only girl out of five I'm the only girl out of all the cousins I have so growing up Mm. it was just very much like that but you know, I, I do, I have my little tribe of gals and yeah. it's been, like I said, it's been so nice going back out there now into, you know, the real world, if you will, and just being right. able to socialize and see everyone again. And I think that's another lesson that I've learned is just, we really only have today, you know, nothing is promised. Yeah. I'm so darn cheesy and dramatic, but nothing's promised. <laughs> and I think going into you know, moving forward out of the pandemic, it's just, you know, cherish every day. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. You're right. Well, (laughs) thank you so much for taking the time to chat. Wishing you you you. with everything moving forward. Thank you so much. This was really nice and a great end to my day. (laughs) Well, I hope you guys enjoyed hearing from PETA and learning about her work with PETA Jane Beauty. If you're interested in the products Peta Jane offers and want to check them out, I have a link below in the episode description to do so. Thank you to Peta so much for coming on and thank you listeners so much for tuning in. As always, let me know what you thought of our episode. You can reach us on Instagram at handlingitpodcast and feel free to send us a message and let us hear your thoughts and suggestions. I'll see you next week with a brand new episode, but until then, keep staying safe with everything going on in the world right now and keep handling it. I'll talk to you soon.